What is an RIA technology stack? That is today's question on the Transition to RIA question and answer series. It is question number 59. Hi, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RA, where I help you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RA model. If you're not already there, if you head on over to transitiontoria.com, uh, you can find all of the resources I might mention on today's episode, uh, the show notes, uh, the entire video series, uh, podcast series, white papers I've made, all, all sorts of uh, resources to help you understand the RA model. Again, transition to RA.com. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what is an RIA technology stack or commonly referred to as a tech stack. And so this is part of, if you were to move into the RA model, part of what you would have available to you, either because you would build it out yourself under your own RA or, or potentially join an existing RA that would provide it, uh, is a technology stack. And so the, the question is, well, what exactly is that and what goes into one? And so that's what we're going to talk about here today. So to start with, I just want to touch on a few uh, quick items on, on why technology is so important in the RA model. And, 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 and the first one is just the reality that advisory practices, practices sorry, have become much more efficient over time. There, you, there was certainly a time where you had to go back and to rebalance a client's account might have involved you know, dumping some data into a spreadsheet, doing some calculations, and then account by account going in there and manually adjusting the account to rebalance it back to, to whatever the parameters, uh, the desired parameters are. And, and the reality is now you fast forward and, and you can, uh, with, with certain technology, perhaps rebalance all of your accounts with a single click. And maybe and in some instances, it's not a click at all that it's set to do it automatically based on particular rules you have set for the account or, or parameters that you say, okay, under these circumstances, then, then rebalance in, in this fashion. And so that's just one example. But the reality is technology continues to rapidly evolve and to stay competitive with your peers out there and, and, the, and what clients, the investor clients are going to expect you have to stay competitive with the technology as well. And that, that trend is never going to change, but it's important to understand, okay, how do I build that out in that RA model? Or what does that look like so I can take advantage of that technology? And, and, and part of that uh, that's related is this the concept, right? And it's, it's been spoken about over and over again, this, this fee compression in the industry that, oh, advisors are going to have to lower their fees. And the reality is, if you look at some of the studies over the past couple of years, that, that is not really happening. The fee is, is generally not coming down. And so it varies by client size, household size, things like that. But, but generally speaking, that fee is holding firm. And so we'll, we'll as our example, we'll use that standard 1% fee is, has indeed generally held firm. Now, what has happened, though, is advisors in turn have generally had to provide more value, more services for that same fee than they once did before. So we're where once upon a time, perhaps solely the construction of an asset allocation and occasional rebalance was, was uh, enough value to justify the 1% fee. The, the world has kind of evolved to the point where, where perhaps you need that and, and, and other value added services into the mix as well. And so the question is, well, how do you do that without shrinking your margins any more than necessary? And so a, a technology can help with a lot of that by automating things, making processes more efficient. Again, that rebalancing example, what you can do with 
one click nowadays, but potentially could take, take dozens of hours of, of staff time or your time previously. And so that's where technology remains super important is to make sure you are staying efficient and that you can that you can still get healthy margins from your practice uh, while, while holding that fee, uh, again, hopefully level as, as the, the last few years have shown as possible. Uh, and then the last point kind of related to that and in full credit uh, to is a Michael Kitsis uh, prediction. And this was years ago when robo advisors were first coming out and the thought was, oh, these robo advisors, this technology is going to is going to destroy the business model of financial advisors and it's going to put financial advisors out of business. And, and Kitsis is rightly predicted then and he got uh, you know, probably a lot of pushback, and, and, but it's certainly borne out to be correct is that, that robo-advisors would not put financial advisors out of business. Yes, they will capture a part of the market. And in, in many instances, it's a market that financial advisors couldn't even effectively serve anyways. But, but what he did predict is that technology would make, again, the advisors more efficient, that it, it wouldn't put advisors out of business. It's just advisors would adopt some of that same technology, whether more streamlined account open, and again, things like rebalancing, uh, how you present to maybe a client portal or client access to a client, uh, and that it would make the advisors more efficient. And we absolutely are seeing that. And again, that trend is, is just going to continue. So again, quick high level of why technology is so important. We could talk about that for hours and hours. But 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 with that background, I do want to talk about, okay, so how does technology work in the RIA space? And then we're going to talk about how you would build out a tech stack. So there's there's two main ways to kind of think of how a tech stack may or may not work in the in the RA model. And, and so generally, when you're talking technology, you're thinking of, okay, I have the RIA, I have my custodian, or for, for some ways, it's plural custodians. I've done a number of episodes on why you might one day be uh, eventually multi-custodial, as they say. And so what that tech stack does is, is essentially the way you access your clients' accounts with that custodian and do these interactions from performance reports and, and rebalancing and those sorts of things. And so as far as custodians go, there's kind of two primary ways the technology is incorporated or could be incorporated. So there are some custodians that their value proposition is to have an integrated technology solution. So what they say is, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Advisor, you start your RIA, you come use us as the custodian, and we provide you fully integrated to our platform, all of the technology you will need. And we're going to go into in a, in, a, in a little bit here what some of those pieces are, but it's fully built in. It's, it's plug and play. You essentially sit down, turn the computer on. Everything you need is right there. Um, and there's some very good technology built into some of those integrated solutions. The, the challenge with it, and I always point this out, is if you only ever endeavor to work with that one custodian, again, that you, that you don't feel you will one day be multi-custodial. Again, check out my other episodes on, on why that very well might be the case that you'll be multi-custodial. But if you, if you feel you only, only be a single custodian for the balance of your career uh, as an RIA, and you like the technology that that custodian provides, and you feel they will stay just as cutting edge of any of the other technology solutions out there, then that can be a wonderful solution for you. And yes, it is easier. It is integrated. It is plug and play. Uh, the reality, though, is when you deviate from that, if you do at some point become multi-custodial, you do want to use other technology solutions that the marketplace has to, to, to invented or, or, or released it can be very hard to do uh, on top of that integrated solution. So again, it, it has its place, that integrated tech stack 
but again, just know its limitations as well. But to, but to, to its credit, also the benefits, again, it is integrated. It is arguably easier to incorporate into your practice. Now, the, the other way from an integrated solution is to have third-party technology or third-party tech stack. And so that is the more typical route taken in the RA model. And so what that means is you have the RIA, you might have one or again, multiple custodians and you say, hey, I'm going to build a tech stack that is separate from my custodian. Now, I, I need and want to make sure that it, it, that it's, it integrates with data feeds to the custodian because that's what gets information about your accounts. But other than that, it is independent. It's not owned by the custodian. It's not only, it doesn't only work with one particular custodian, that, that third party in independent tech stack. And that is typically what you see, uh, particularly with larger RAs that again, do have a need or a desire to be multi-custodial because the idea there is you have that independent tech stack that says, as the advisor, that's the, that's the interface you work with on a day-to-day -day basis. And behind the scenes, that tech stack knows perhaps when it comes time to do a rebalance that, oh, this set of accounts is held at this custodian and this set of accounts is held at this custodian. When you hit that button to rebalance, it knows where to send the trade-in instructions to incorporate uh, those, those rebalances at, at potentially one custodian. You could build it out for one custodian or multiple custodians. So a third-party tech stack is what that is generally referred to. And again, that's more the norm of how most RAs are set up. So the question is, well, what, what goes into a tech stack? Now, the reality is there's hundreds of fintech vendors out there, and that seems to keep growing. So there's a lot of different solutions you could potentially incorporate. And I'm not going to try to cover all the different bells and whistles, because quite frankly, even if I attempted to, besides the fact that this episode would be incredibly long, that it would soon become outdated because thankfully there's always new solutions coming along that may or may not be of interest to you. And so uh, that's a wonderful thing, but it, but it also adds to the complexity of kind of sorting through all of those options as well. But at, at its core, there's basically three main pieces to a tech stack, which I'm going to go through and then we'll dive into some, some related details. So the first one, and typically how you build that third-party tech stack is you, you start with kind of the core piece, often referred to as a portfolio management tool. Uh, and this is basically kind of the main hub that you interact with. So that provides things like a rebalancer, perhaps. It provides things like performance reporting. It provides things like a, a client uh, portal for your clients to log into um, and, and covers about... I call it, say, 70-ish percent of the technology you need in one solution. Now, th that was not always so bundled up. The, the main portfolio management solution providers nowadays kind of all started more fragmented. Maybe they were originally just a performance reporting tool or just a rebalancer. And, and for kind of competitive reasons and, and the demand for it, they have built out their own uh, uh, capacity. They have acquired tools and bundled them all up. So you now have these these kind of core portfolio management tools that provide, again, arguably 70-ish percent of the technology needed in, in one bundle. And, and again, the key there is you want to make sure that, that that portfolio management tool talks to your custodian because that's how it gets the data to be able to generate the performance reports, to be able to do the trades and things like that. So think of you, when you build it out, that, that portfolio management system, you typically start uh, with, with, with choosing that provider first. And then from there, the additional other two main kind of parts of a, of a tech stack uh, is a CRM, uh, your customer uh, relationship management tool, and then also a financial planning tool. Now, there are some portfolio management, again, that core piece 
that have some degrees of those built in, or maybe they offer it somehow. Uh, more typically, though, those are things you source individually because there's some wonderful CRM tools out there. There's some wonderful financial planning tools. And most of those, those portfolio management tools have just kind of accepted that and said, hey, our, our in-house version of that is just not going to be as good as these, these wonderful tools that are out there. So instead, we as the portfolio management uh, hub, if you will, we will integrate our solution with the lead in CRM providers and the lead in financial plan and software providers. And so you can, you can build your tech stack around our hub and it will all talk to each other. So again, the three main pieces there, the core portfolio management uh, uh, component, a CRM and then financial plan. And then again, to the degree you, you incorporate financial planning into your practice. And then from there, so while those are kind of the three main core pieces, you certainly have the ability, uh, often referred to as they, you know, bolt on additional resources or additional tools. So there are some very cool different things out there, uh, maybe some more niche uh, uh, services or, or tools that are provided um, that you can incorporate, that you can add to your practice as well. And, and just the variable you'd want to think through is, is, is it something that needs data on the clients? And so the question is, okay, does that integrate with my custodian or does it integrate with the core portfolio management or maybe the CRM. So there's definitely things you can bolt on in addition, but those three are the main core pieces. And then again, you, you might build further from there to, to create your tech stack. Um, and so kind of in, in part, and, and I haven't covered you know, everything here there is to talk about tech stacks, um, but, but a couple of pardon thoughts here. So I, I've mentioned over and over here that the, that, that portfolio management is kind of the core piece. There is a growing uh, theme out there or, or kind of voices out there saying, no, that, that is evolving to now where the CRM is actually the most important part of a tech stack and that, that the CRM, because that's where everything that, that you revolves around with your prospective clients, with your existing clients, how to follow up with your clients, um, th those sorts of things. That, that oh, oh, the world is evolving to where the CRM should be the first piece kind of chosen based on the specific needs you have. And then everything else kind of connects to the CRM. And, and, and I, I wouldn't bet against that. I think we're seeing that. I think uh, that will continue to evolve. And again, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing for some of these other providers, because as long as they can still integrate, it's just a question of where what's, what's thought of more as that core piece. And again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the CRM does become the main thing, the main interface and other things more feed into the CRM versus say a portfolio management uh, tool. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll see how that evolves. Either way, these tools are still going to be out there. It's more just kind of what you build your tech stack around kind of what that starting point is. Uh, another point I uh, mentioned, and I did an episode on this not too long ago, is that a number of TAMPs, so a turnkey asset management program, uh, and, and again, go check out that full episode if you're not uh, understand what a TAMP is or you want to understand the different flavors of them. But part of that, which I mentioned in that episode, is that a number of TAMPs, in addition to providing their core asset management solution, which is at the, the heart of a TAMP, uh, have, uh, have also started to evolve where, where now some of them are providing a lot of technology as well. And so in some instances, as you look to build out your tech stack, you, you might be able to check a lot of those boxes based on, on your TAMP provider. Now, now, some of you won't need a TAMP provider. Again, that's more if you, you utilize third-party uh, asset management solutions like separately managed accounts or model marketplaces or things like that. 
Um, and even some of that crosses over some of the portfolio management tools have model marketplaces now. So the, the key there is if, if you're not going to use a TAMP in your practice, then, then it's kind of a moot point. But if you are, then you also need to say, okay, what technology, if any, will that my chosen TAMP provider also provide? And that might check some, if not most of the boxes that you need to check to build out a tech stack. So it's another variable to consider as you, as you work to put all of this together. Uh, and then the last thing, like I said, uh, I mentioned this earlier, is as new technologies come along, and that's that's happening all the time, which is a wonderful thing, uh, just because it comes along doesn't necessarily mean you as an RIA will be able to easily utilize it, at least initially, because again, to the degree that tool needs some sort of data feed on your client data or needs to aggregate in data from somewhere, it, it has to be able to integrate with these sources. So whether that's directly with a custodian or maybe with a CRM or maybe with a portfolio management tool. And so uh, that, that's one of the challenges of being a new FinTech provider is, is as you create something, you can create this wonderful new tool. You, you also need, uh, it's kind of a two-sided coin. You, you, you're, you're hoping to, to attract advisors to use it but in the same same term, you need to go out to you know these custodians or these these other tech pieces and try to get integrated with them. And it's kind of the the chicken or the egg. Well, advisors don't want to use a tool that's not integrated yet. And and these other provide these uh, custodians or or tech stack pieces don't necessarily want to expend the resources to integrate with yet another piece of technology unless they actually have users. So it's it's kind of this chicken and egg at, at launch kind of thing. Um, but if, if the solution is good enough, obviously it finds a way and, and you've seen that in the marketplace with a lot of great solutions that have come along that are integrated with, the, with a lot of the main pieces, the main custodians, the main tech, tech stack providers. So just, just some thoughts on what a tech stack is. Again, this is at a very high level. We could talk for hours and all the different tools and resources out there from a technology perspective, but I, but I hope this has been helpful to at least help you understand when, when you hear this reference of, okay, what is a tech stack? What goes in it? How would you build one out? Uh, again, this is mostly related to if you're starting your own RA. If you were joining an RA, I did a whole episode on that. Part of their value proposition is generally to, to build out that technology stack for you of what they feel is best in breed technology and say, okay, hey, we've gone out there. We've sourced all these pieces. We've made sure they're integrated. We provide to you. We take care of it all. Uh, so again, that's, that's a, a, an example of reason why people might join an existing RA because that's already done for them. Uh, either way, though, it is a tech stack, whether it's integrated via a custodian, whether it's you as an RA building out the tech stack, or you're joining an existing RA platform that provides the tech stack. It is nonetheless an ensemble of different technology solutions that are brought together to, to fulfill the needs of, of you for running your practice. Um, so, so hopefully that's giving you a good idea of what a tech stack looks like. Uh, so like I said, my name is Brad Wales with Transition to RA. Again, if you're not already there, if you head on over to transitiontora.com, uh, you, can, you can see the entire series of episodes I've made here. I have them in video format, podcast format. I also have white papers. All of this is free to access. Uh, and then the, the easiest thing to do, if you have any questions on this topic or anything related to the RA model is on the top of every page of the website is a contact link. You can click on that. You can instantly and easily schedule time to have a conversation with me to go over a topic like, hey, how do tech stacks work uh, to anything else related to the RA model and, and what it might look like for your practice if you were to transition into it. Again, transition to RA.com. I'd be happy to chat with you uh, about that. So with that, I hope you found value on today's episode and I'll see you on the next one.